morning and welcome to our podcast from Gifnock South Parish Church on Sunday the 18th of April and we're in the third week of Easter. Come to trust in the Creator who transforms us with silence and searching. We meet in the light of a new day welcoming the Word of God. The presence of heaven brings peace to this space and time together. Let's pray together now. Stepping into the turmoil of life, Lord, you bring peace, risen presence. Your calm voice chases away the darkness and distress of doubt and fear, bringing new light and insight to life and death. In an upper room, you make the extraordinary experience of resurrection an everyday encounter. And in the passage of all living things through birth, growth and death, we notice the possibility of new beginnings. Your words of peace still our hurry. Your story is to be savoured, to fill imaginations, to dream of what is possible. In the peace your passion for creation is revealed, as your love heals the division humanity creates between one another amidst the world around, between heaven and earth. With your woundedness we are made whole and prepared to be the witnesses of Christ's continuing purpose in our time. Amen. Our reading for this morning comes from Luke's Gospel at chapter 24, verses 36 to 48 when Jesus appears to the disciples. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet, and while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Amen. And may God add his blessing to this reading of his holy word. It's not enough that the tomb is empty. It's not enough to proclaim Christ is risen. It's not enough to believe in the resurrection. At some point we have to move from the event of the resurrection to experiencing the resurrection. Experiencing resurrected life begins with recognising the risen Christ among us. 
That is the gift of Easter and it is also the difficulty and challenge described in today's Gospel. Cleopas and his companion are telling the other disciples how Jesus appeared to them on the road to Emmaus when Jesus again appears out of nowhere, interrupting their conversation. Peace be with you, he says. They see him, they hear his voice, but they don't recognise him. They thought that they were seeing a ghost. They know Jesus was crucified, died and was buried. They know dead men don't come back to life. This can only be a ghost, a spirit without a body. The tomb is open, but their minds are closed. They are unable to recognise the holiness that stands among them. They are continuing to live, think and understand within their usual human experience. They've separated spirit and matter, divinity and humanity, heaven and earth. Whenever we make that separation, we close our minds, we deny ourselves the resurrected life for which Christ died and we lose our sense of and ability to recognise holiness in the world, in one another and in ourselves. With Jesus' resurrection, however, God shatters our human understanding of who God is, where God's life and energy are to be found and how God works in this world. Resurrected life can never be comprehended, contained or controlled by human thought or understanding. Jesus' resurrection compels us to step outside our usual human understanding of reality and enter into the divine reality. That new reality begins with touching and seeing flesh and bones, hands and feet and broiled fish. Jesus said to his disciples, look at my hands and feet, See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost doesn't have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And then he showed them his hands and his feet. After this he ate a piece of broiled fish in their presence. Flesh and bones, hands and feet and broiled fish are the things of creation, the natural order. Mary, a woman created by God, gave Jesus his flesh and bones and his hands and feet. The very same flesh and bones, the very same hands and feet appeared to Cleopas and his companion on the road to Emmaus and then vanished from their sight and now appear unannounced and unexpected in the midst of their conversation with others. In last week's Gospel, Jesus' hands and feet, his flesh and bones passed through walls and locked doors, if you remember. The resurrected life of Christ, it seems, is revealed in and through the created order. It's not, however, bound by the created order. Rather, the resurrected body and life of Christ unite the visible and invisible, matter and spirit, humanity and divinity. On the one hand, Jesus has a real body. On the other hand, it's not subject to the natural laws of time and space. It's not one or the other. It's both. It's a new di and different reality. The degree to which we have allowed ourselves to be bound by the created order is the degree to which we are unable to see resurrected life and holiness in this world. We bind ourselves through our fears, our sorrows and losses, our runaway thoughts and distractions, our attachments and addictions to things, people and even beliefs. Sometimes it's our unwillingness to allow or trust God to grow and change us. 
In binding ourselves to the created order, we lose recognition of and the ability to live in the sacred. That's the very opposite of resurrected life. The resurrected life of Christ reveals that all creation and every one of us are filled with God, holiness and divinity. Nothing can bind or supersede the grace that is given to us through resurrection. Unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, unconditional life. That is, I think, one of the most difficult things for us to see, believe and live into. It is, however, the divine reality into which we are invited, not at some future point and place, but here and now. Christ our God longs and desires to open our minds to understand the scriptures, to understand all that has been written, spoken and revealed about him in whatever form that happens and has happened. That's what Jesus did for the disciples and it's what he does for us. This is not an academic or intellectual understanding. That the disciples are witnesses doesn't mean they now have all the answers. It means they now have the life Jesus wants to give them. They are witnesses based not on what they know, but on who they are, how they live and their relationship with the risen Christ. I don't know how this happens. I can't give you a set of instructions or a to-do list. That would be like me giving you a set of instructions on how to fall in love. The resurrected life is not acquired. It is received. It happens when we risk unbinding ourselves from the usual ways of seeing and living. This isn't a rejection of the natural order. It's allowing the natural order to open and to reveal something more. That's what happened for the disciples with Jesus' hands and feet with his flesh and bones and that broiled fish. They saw and recognised something about Jesus and in so doing they saw and recognised something about themselves. Holiness. And that happens for us too. Think about a time when in your life you lost track of time and I don't mean you just forgot what time it was but but that you were so awake, you were so present that you entered into a new world. Think about a time when life seemed more real than it ever had and you touched or tasted life in a way you never ever had before. Recall a moment when your heart opened, softened and you knew you were somehow different. Remember that day when you sensed something new was being offered to you? Possibilities that you didn't create for yourself, they just opened up. Reflect on that moment when you realised that you were okay and could start to live. Those are the moments when Christ opens our minds to understand. They are moments of awe and wonder that leave us in sacred silence. They fill our eyes with tears. We weep not from sorrow or pain but the water of new life. They are the moments in which we say, I never want this to end. I don't want to leave this place. In each of those moments, the one who is fully alive and risen, the Christ, 
is calling us to see and recognize him, to join him and to discover our new life. This is the authentic self we long to become, the self that we already are and the self we are becoming. This is resurrected life. So let's not lose the moment. Let's not put this text behind us. It's much too easy to come here each Sunday and listen to the gospel. Here for better or worse, whatever I have to say and then return to life as usual. Don't let that happen. Your life's too important to let that happen. Carry this text with you over the next week. Let it open your eyes, your heart and your mind to the life of Christ, the life that Christ is offering you. And let it be the voice of Christ opening your mind to understand. Sit with it. Pray with it. Wrestle with it. Trust it. As soon as you catch a glimpse of the risen Christ and your own resurrection, call me and tell me about it. You are witnesses of these things, he says to us. Tell it. Live it. Become it. The resurrected life is yours. You are witnesses. We are all witnesses. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen in our world, alive in our hearts, our conversations and all we do. He bears God's love ready for the world to share. Go now to share all you know as Christ's people. 
And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with you all, now and always. Amen.